I literally just wrote out what my program was on a Google doc. I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything. I had a Google doc of what I was offering people. And that's what I sold when I was marketing. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here with my new friend, Nikki. We are going to talk all about marketing. Before we even started recording this, we were talking about how so many of you are probably complicating the process. That's why I have my good friend, Nikki, here today to uncomplicate it. She also has written a book, Market Your Genius, and also has a podcast with the same exact name. So check it out. Well, let's dive into this conversation. Everyone is struggling in the market zone and they feel like it's a pain in the ass. But today we're going to uncomplicate this whole process for the coach listening. Talk to me about it, Nikki. Bring it home for me. <laughs> Bring it home. Bring it home. We are today going to do what my grandmother used to say to me as a kid, which is kiss, which uh, I have changed to keep it simple, sister. For those of you that know the OG fa- phrase, it's keep it simple, stupid. But yeah. I just, my ethos is not to call people stupid. So I'm like, we're going to keep it simple, sister. Um, I love it. Uh, all about marketing. And so uh, I think this will be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Well, and I see coaches are going into massive burnout. So they're starting their business. They're getting all of these messages from all different gurus and books and e-courses and everything. And then they feel overwhelmed and burnt out and they're not, and then they're not making money as well. So talk to me about marketing, like for the coach who's just starting out, what are the things yeah. that they need to do in their marketing sphere? Yeah. And the first thing I'm going to say is, oddly, it's not what you need to do. It's how you need to approach it and think about it. And I think so few people talk about this. And if somebody would just give me like a override button on most marketing messages out there, I feel like we could change the game because the reality is the majority and like vast majority of women-owned businesses are doing under six figures a year, like 88.1% are doing under a hundred thousand dollars, 80.6% are doing under $50,000. And I think the biggest reason is because business owners, especially today, especially a coach, especially if you're learning things online, you have so many different people telling you different tactics, telling you different things that you should be doing to grow your business. And you can be really overwhelmed. But what I want you to hear from me loud and clear is that your first job as a business owner is to validate what it is that you are selling in the first place, because no marketing can help you sell a product that people don't want. So it's like, you really don't need complicated, crazy, special marketing at the beginning. You don't need to be doing like 5 billion different webinars or live launching or all that jazz. You need proof of concept. And what that means for many of you is just getting 10 people 
to say yes to the thing that you are selling. Yes. And it could be really simple. Like I'll give a very clear example of a client who is already doing multiple six figures in their business, but is launching a new offer. And so she had to, she basically is starting over um, as she would if she was starting a business from scratch. And all she did was we got really clear on the promise of what she was selling, right? So it's like, are you a health coach for new moms who have had a baby within the last 12 months who wants to get back into their pre-baby weight? without going to the gym, right? I'm making right. this example up. Right. This is literally an example <laughs> I gave in one of my programs. I like, and I'm like, I don't know why that felt so real. I am not pregnant nor have I had a child yet, but um, maybe I'll wanna get back into my post-pregnancy <laughs> body. Um, it, so it's like, if you were a coach that's doing that, it's like, hey, I'm looking for 10 women who have had a baby within the last 12 months who would like to get back to their um, pre-pregnancy weight without going to the gym within the next six months, right? Like just right. make it up a little bit, but very clear, specific, like it's for very specific person. Cause if they haven't had a baby in the last 12 months, not for them, it's a clear promise or a clear thing that they're working towards. It's to get back to their pre-pregnancy weight um, within the next six months without going to the gym, right? So I just made that up, but it's very clear, specific. And all I'm doing is just saying that over and over again, saying, hey, here's what I'm doing. Who wants help doing this? And then you have people just raising their hands saying, yeah, that's, you're speaking to me. I am your person. You can help people do this. I know you're my person. And then you just get into a conversation with them and determine if you can truly help them, right? If there's somebody who maybe gained a hundred pounds during their pregnancy, you probably can't help them get to their pre-pregnancy rate within six months, right. but you can say like, Hey, here's what we can do in six months. Is that something of interest to you? Right. Or maybe you're just not the right candidate, or maybe you have some real health issues going on that might not make you a real fit for me, but it's just communicating very clearly what you do and telling everybody and their mother and asking people to refer folks to you and asking yeah. people to sign up. And it's really simple at the beginning. And once you have proof of concepts, like you have at least 10 people who have said yes and paid you money to help yeah. them, then you can start talking about an actual, like more rinse and repeat marketing plan. But there's no point in creating a marketing plan if you don't know that what you're selling is sells in the first place. The thing that I hear a lot is because I love that and I do think it's that simple. Where do people find these people? I love that you said refer. So you're thinking friends and family first. Yeah, like here's exactly how I got my first clients. This was basically a decade ago as a new coach. I told everybody and their mother about my business, friends, family. One of my first clients came because a guy that I went to grad school's wife was going to be in New York City. And I lived in New Jersey at the time. Yeah. I, live in New I either lived in New York or I lived in Jersey at the time. And I met up with her and then I told her what I was up to. And then she's like, oh my gosh. And then I helped her with something. Yeah. And it was honestly what I did, but I just helped her with something because I'm like, this is my friend's wife. Like, I'm not going to charge her for like this one thing. I'm just going to help her real quick. Helped her while we were in New York. She starts posting online about how amazing I am, how I'm this coach that helps people with X, Y, and Z. One of her friends saw that post, reached out to her, said, oh my goodness, I need help on this very thing. And that person signed up to work with me. Yeah, that's right? exactly. I started, when I say keep it simple, and I love that you're like, you're, you're speaking my love language is because when I first started coaching, I just would go on Facebook daily and share like, what was the problem that I had gone through? 
What was the solution that I was doing? And then when I started launching my business, asking for people like I'm looking for, you know, 10 people to join this program. And it's like people started coming to me who I went to grade school with. Yeah. Who I never even thought would be a client all because I wasn't scared to just post. A hundred percent. And in addition to telling everybody and their mother, the one other thing that I did was I did Facebook lives on my personal Facebook page back in the day. Yeah. And I just teach something about how to acquire clients as a new entrepreneur. And I had helped people do this as my side hustle. Um, I didn't even know if side hustling was a thing at the time. This was <laughs> a while ago. Um, but I was doing it because I liked teaching marketing and I got helped people get results. And they signed up for a workshop that I was teaching through a company um, and they got results. And so I started just teaching what I was teaching at the company in a, in a slightly smaller scale free on Facebook and then telling people, Hey, if you want more help, comment below or send me a DM. And I just did those two things, told everybody and their mother, what I was up to. And I told people online, I gave a, some value and I invited people to get on the phone with me. And that was it. And I yep. think one of the things that people get stuck on, and that's why it's a lot of a mindset game at the beginning is people are like, well, oh my gosh, like nobody, I, they're not my audience. I need, how do I find these people? Where are these people coming from? Okay. I got clients from places and people that I never would have imagined. Yeah. So literally, like literally you cannot control who's going to sign up for your programs. You can't like, even when you're running ads down the line, like you should not be doing that at the beginning. I used to be a media planner and buyer for an ad <laughs> agency, like, literally ran ads for a living. You should not be running ads as a new coach for a lot of reasons. Um, but even when you're running ads down the line, or even if you never run ads, as someone who used to run ads, it's not like you can say this Susie in Portland, Oregon on this street is going to buy my product and see this ad. Like you don't have control. Yeah. All you're really doing is putting um, yourself in front of folks for, for the opportunity for someone to see it. I had people see my content that I had never heard of before in my life. And I never knew that they saw any of my content because they never liked, commented, or said anything. Just one day, years after I had started doing content, actually it was about 10 months. Years is melodramatic, but about 10 months after <laughs> I started going live, um, signed up for a, a sales call. And I'm like, who is this person? And they're like, yeah, I've been watching your lives forever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. We we're not friends on Facebook. You didn't like that comment. so many times. Somebody would say, I've been following you for two years and I think I'm ready. It's like, wow, two years of showing up every day, consistently sharing a message for this person to get to the point that they had that trust. A hundred percent. So a big part of this at the beginning is just having faith that your content will get in front of the right people, that yeah. your message will get in front of the right people and know that you don't have control over it, but it's going to get to the right person. And you have to show up each and every day consistently. What do you think? Tell me for that person who is in that next stage of their business and they're scaling, what are some of the marketing strategies that you're finding? Or do you find that this one still works for both? So here's the thing. I first have to share my definition of scaling because yeah. I don't think people are scaling until they're over a million dollars that you can't scale to me is means you're multiplying. And if you don't like, it's a very specific business term to me. I used to work for fortune 100 companies. When somebody says scale, it's like yeah. in at least the coaching field, you're doing a million plus. So I'm going to say what I'm going to, I'm going to amend your question to what do you do when you're building your business? You're building. And then yeah. we can talk about scaling yes. um, because building 
to me is once you have proof of concept and you're like, all right, I've done my, my content pushes and my referral network friends things. It's not that those things have to go away, but once what you're ready for, once you have proof of concept, which is again, at least 10 people paying you money for the thing that you plan on selling, right? Not a variation of it, like not something drastically different, but when you have people that are paying for the thing that you are going to sell. Do you, quick um, question for that. Do you need to have that? So you're doing proof of concept. When do you start developing that program? Once you've put it out there? Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of doing things one-on-one -on -one as a coach yeah. until you have, have um, a repeatable system that you can then do a hybrid, like one-on-one -on -one plus group. Yeah, I agree with you. Then do group. Now, yeah. depending on the type of health coach you are, the reason why I say this is because most people don't have the skills to facilitate a group, right? Like if you are a personal trainer and you're teaching working with people one-on-one, -on -one, it's very different than teaching a group yoga class or a group Zumba class or like a group boot camp, right? And so when you have experience doing that, then I feel like, all right, you probably have some facilitation of group skills because if, if you've watched any workout video ever, it's like Susie's doing this for the beginners, the modified version, watch me for yes. the people, like for the average person and Joe over here is doing it for the advanced. Like you yes. need to have like a way to facilitate a group. That being said, uh, assuming that you uh, are have a program in mind on paper, I literally just wrote out what my program was on a Google Doc. I didn't have a website, I didn't have anything. I had a Google Doc of what I was offering people and that's what I sold when I was marketing. I believe that what you really need to market is a very clear, program promise or another way that I describe it is as targeted result, because some people get a little uh, persnickety about the word promise. Like, oh, I can't promise things. It's like, what is the targeted result? What is the thing that you are helping people achieve? It doesn't mean that you are guaranteeing every person will achieve it, but it, it should be the lens in which you are developing the program. If I am helping new, mo new moms that are moms that are recently postpartum lose their pregnancy rate, right. I have a clear target. Like I clearly know what, like you either lost the weight, like your pregnancy weight, or you didn't, it should be something measurable. That's the thing that I think people need most to be able to market. And then ideally you should have a plan for how you're going to help people achieve that. Even if it's just on a Google doc, that's really all you need to start selling and marketing. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, I've also created video guides to walk you step-by-step -step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. And then um, we were kind of talking about building. I just wanted to ask that because I knew our listeners would be saying, when do I need to have this program put together? So in the building phase, what do you recommend? Yes. So I am very much not a, there's a one marketing tactic that fits all, but I do believe in this marketing strategy and I call it the mad scientist framework and where it really comes from and why I titled it that way is because most people treat their business like I do this thing once and it should work magically. And if it doesn't, I'm going to try a new thing. 
And that but, then leads to burnout. It leads to bur- it leads to a whole bunch of things. Frustration, burnout, stress. Yeah. Because you just keep, you feel like you keep trying things and nothing's working. The number of people who I talk to are like, I've tried everything, nothing works. I'm like, you want to know what you haven't tried is building one game plan and doing that same game plan over and over and over again for a year, making slight adjustments. Yeah. And so when you think about a scientist and then MAD is actually an acronym, but when you think of a scientist or an inventor or somebody like that, typically, if you go back to science class, you come up with a hypothesis right? You're like, I believe that if I do this, this, and this, this thing is going to happen. And then you test it and you test and say, Hey, was my hypothesis, right? Oh, the test failed. I'm, I think I'm going to tweak this one variable and do it again. I'm going to tweak this one variable and do it again. I'm going to tweak this one variable and do it again. And then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, I found the magic formula. It works. And I wish more people got that the way that you succeed in business is to pursue business that way is to go, here's my marketing hypothesis. I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see if it got the result that I wanted. If it didn't, I'm going to tweak one variable and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to tweak one variable and I'm going to do it again. And that's essentially what the mad scientist framework it's, uh, M A A D. It stands for make a plan. So that's your marketing and sales plan. And we can talk all about how to do that in a second, but you make your marketing plan. You activate the plan, which means you do the plan. You literally yeah. just like follow <laughs> the plan. You do the plan. Then you, you adjust the plan based on the results, which means you have to actually track and measure what you did, what the results were, and then look at, okay, you know what? I think that if I try to tweak this one thing, I'll get a better result. Right. So you adjust the plan slightly based off of the results that you got, and then you do it again. You go back into action, and then you activate the plan. You adjust the plan based off of the result. You do it again. You activate the plan. You adjust the plan based on the results. Yeah. <laughs> you do it again. And I call these experiment cycles. And the best thing that a person can do is go, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this up a little bit. Eight experiment cycles this year, which means approximately every six weeks, I'm in a new experiment cycle, which means I'm going to only make eight small tweaks to the plan this year. Right. And you already know you're going to do it that way because that alone will help you from a mindset perspective go, okay, some of these aren't going to work, but I know it eventually was well, because I'm going to make some small informed tweaks along the way. But what most people do is they just go up that didn't work. I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and start again. And you can't make data-driven decisions in your business if you haven't collected any data on the same thing over and over and over again. Right. That's such a good point. I I think, I think the hardest is there's so many different ways to approach it. There's like these days you could do a challenge. You can do a workshop. You could do webinars. You could do training series. You could do quiz. So it's like, how do you figure out the best pair of jeans to wear? Yeah. Um, know that there is no best pair. You like have the- to try them out and see which no. one works. Not even that. I don't even want you to try them all out. That's where most people go wrong. They go, I'm going to do a challenge. They do the challenge once that didn't work. They do a webinar that didn't work. They do this, that didn't work. They literally like, they take the time. Maybe they watch some YouTube videos and go, I'm an apple bottom girl. I need these type of jeans, right? But you (laughs) you narrow down what jeans from the beginning and you choose one pair and you say, I'm going to stick with this pair of jeans for a year. And if yeah. these jeans really don't cut it, then I'm going to get a new pair of jeans. 
right? So it's like, I know people are like, I would never do that with jeans, but just like, <laughs> yes, I get it. But the, it's not jeans, it's your business, right? So it's you, you go, all right, you know what? I really love challenges. This is why I love challenges. I think challenges could work for me. I'm going to launch this challenge eight times this year. And every six weeks, I'm going to do another challenge. Look at how that does, what that does for my business. And I'm going to make tweaks along the way. And, and you already decide that you're doing the challenge every six weeks or every four weeks or every quarter. It doesn't matter to me, like do it more than four times in right. a year. I so do. That you have good stats to pull from. Yes, but you choose how frequently you want to do it. And then you do it that frequently. You commit, you put it in your calendar and you do it. And I think that is probably if people do nothing else, but that thing, you will get so much further along than everybody else. If you commit to one plan and go for it. What do you think stops business owners from committing to one plan? Oh, fear, 100%. Fear and lack of confidence and trust. So how do you, as a new business owner, step into that place of mindset that you really need to step into? Yeah, I mean, like the short answer is get some help, but the the long or the <laughs> the other short answer is just have faith. You know, like I um I tell my clients to get a little delusional in the best way possible. I'm a little delusional. I I but like <laughs> in the healthiest way possible because I just believe that the thing that I'm doing is gonna work. Like yeah. I'm launching something new this year with a business partner, and we're just like, this is working. We have no past evidence that this specific thing is going to work. Granted, we have a track record of being entrepreneurs for a decades each. So we, we feel like we're pretty smart, um, but we have no real on paper data that this exactly what we're doing is going to work, but we believe it's going to work. And so we're like, all right, we're going to launch this X number of times this year. And by the end of the year, we're going to have a million dollar business. <laughs> like We just blindly believe that. that that's Be the delusional. Be delusional. That's, I, I should make delusional an, a an acronym or something so that it stands for something besides just being a little crazy. Um, but, <laughs> but I blindly believe things. And so I don't need people to blindly believe that things that they don't have a strong like mindset behind. Like I don't need you to blindly believe that you're going to make a million dollars this year. If you don't really feel aligned with the fact that you're going to make a million dollars this year, that's actually right. not going to support you. But if you can blindly believe little things, like I know that when I speak, I convert better than any other mechanism that I choose. Right. Like, I just know that's how I show up. I know that people can hear my voice. I know that if I'm on video, they can see my face. I tend to, you know, tell stories and share yeah. analogies. And I've been told I have great energy. So I know that people will either like me or hate me and I just go for it. Right. So I can just lean on that belief and go, all right, well, if I believe that I can show up confidently online and that people will kind of vibe with me and like me, then I can believe that if I just keep showing up on video all year, that my business is going to grow. All right. Just like yeah. have a little belief and delusion in that. And then you can say, all right, so my plan is I'm going to consistently show up on video and you know what? I don't like challenge. I'm making this up. I don't like challenges because um, I get overwhelmed by them, but I love webinars because yeah. it's just a a one hour commitment. Okay. So then I'm going to choose the webinar strategy because that's in alignment with how I show up and I feel like I can do it. And then I'm just going to say, I'm going to give that a shot for a year. And I believe that it's just impossible for my business to not grow at all by me showing up on video consistently doing webinars. What are some video tips you can give for introverts? Because I feel a lot of coaches are introverted. 
yeah people don't believe people are like you're an introvert I'm like heck yeah I'm an introvert <laughs> I am so introverted I love I'm literally like during COVID I was living my best life and my best friend who's highly extroverted wanted to die she's like I can't be home so alone funny. but it's happening and I'm like this is great I'm by myself I'm not energy's great so for those of you that are introverted um there are a couple of things that you can do the first thing that I encourage you to do is to just get in the habit of doing video. Now, what that means, and this is literally what I did. I didn't get in the habit by going live all the time. I had a coach who literally said to me, send me a video every day for a week. Oh, I love I that. I don't care what the video is on. I literally would just turn, get my phone out and I'd be like, hey, I'm sending you a video because you told me to send you a video and I'm just doing this because you asked me to <laughs> and I'm just rambling now, but at least I'm doing my assignment. Here's the video. <laughs> like, right? like, it didn't, it I put myself anything. on a video. I put myself on a 30 day video challenge when I first started coaching because I knew that video. I heard Fabian Fredrickson say, you need to get on video. That was like 15 years ago. Marie mm -hmm. Forleo was talking about getting on video. And I was like, this is the only way that people are going to get to know me, especially if I don't want to just work with people in my backyard. Yeah. I find being physically in a room with a large number of people energetically draining and I'm highly sensitive and I have physically gotten sick and thrown up from being in a room with too much energy that wasn't in alignment with mine. Yeah. Like I am that person, right? So the idea of being in a room alone by myself and just having to go live in comparison is like, oh yeah, sign me up for that. <laughs> and what got you to be organized with your thoughts? What helps for that coach who feels like they're so overwhelmed that they're like too many thoughts are going on? You mean while they're doing a video or just even, even before the video, like how do you organize your thoughts to go and do your reels and do your lives? Yeah. So the first thing, and, and a lot of this is just a perspective shift that can help. Um, and then just some understanding of how people work. But the first thing is to realize is that your videos are really designed to do two things. One it's to attract people to your video, which means you have to talk about something that people really want to know. That's like a hot, like that's a pain point or something that they're interested in. And the other piece of it is to show that you're an expert at what you do and invite people to work with you if they want more support. And so the exercise that I give people to come up with their content ideas, I call it a hundred questions. And it's literally, you sit down and you come up with, what are the big, little, micro questions, fears, thoughts, things that people yeah. that are your ideal client, right? Like you think of one ideal client person, right? Yeah. So I can go, oh my goodness, let me think of Rachel. What is it that Rachel's struggling with right now? Let me come up with every minute thing that Rachel could probably ask me yeah. or probably has asked me. I do something with that, similar to, but I asked for 20, but I think I'm going to have to ask for a hundred now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I force people to come up with more than they think is humanly possible. People are like a hundred. I'm like, keep going. Because honestly, half the times people will write a question. Like you can say, um, how do you show up on video? Okay, well, it's not just showing up on video. I could do a whole video on the tip of just sending a video to a friend for a week every day. I can do a whole thing on why video works, like why is video important in the first place and what happens psychologically to people when they see you on video. I can do a whole thing on how to come up with video ideas. I can do a whole thing on 
um, how to get people to actually stop scrolling and show up to your video. Like I can just right. sit and riff and on every little that thing. pregnant woman who is yes. looking to get her body back. Right. Yes. And if you're not sure, the best thing you can do is when you have, when you meet some of these people, ask them to just riff on everything, every thought they've had, every question they've had, every fear they've had. You just come up with a long list. And then all you have to do is go, hmm, which one on this list do I feel most compelled to talk about today? And then you just go talk about it. <laughs> do you, what are the strategies that you use? I know I see you very active on Instagram. What other platforms do you like to be active on? Yes. So I'm going to preface this with, I am not the, I do more than I would recommend that someone who is just getting started does. Because keep in mind, one, I'm not only have been doing this for decades, like marketing in general, yeah. but I also have to know what's working in order to help my clients. <laughs> it's like, I just want to preface that because <laughs> I am on a lot of platforms before people go, oh my God, this is what I have to do. I'm usually like, choose one, maybe two, but right. choose one that's your go-to, yeah. right? So Instagram could be your go-to. So I'm on Instagram. I'm uh, active on there. I do a lot of reels and some other stuff for a very specific reason. Um, so Instagram, I'm heavily uh, back into LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook because I've been on Facebook this whole time. Yeah. Um, I do podcast guesting. I have my own podcast. I have a blog. So like I, I'm creating content all over the place. But typically what I do is I choose one thing, like one theme for the week. And then I just break that into like when it's the long form content, the theme or the one question is what goes on my blog or what goes on my podcast. Um, that's the long form. And then everything else is just yeah. snippets of that. I love that. Well, that's a great way for somebody who is building to be able to do their content because you do need to be in a lot of different places. Don't at the beginning. You really don't. At the beginning, choose one. I did Facebook Live alone or Facebook alone for years. And I grew my business past six figures. Choose Instagram, choose something like there's, choose one, get really good at it, get consistent with it. And then you can add on another one. Well, and I think what you're also saying is like master that platform and make it so that you're making money from that platform, but don't skip to another platform before you have that evidence and before you're really using it in all its capabilities. Yeah. And before you're consistent with it, I think most people just are inconsistent. It's one of the hardest things to show up and get zero feedback. Yeah. I stopped, I, I talk about this in my book. I had a, a show on Facebook that I created. It's not like a special show on Facebook. It was like, <laughs> I went live, same time, same channel. Um, and it was called Content and Coffee. And I killed it because I didn't feel like people were engaging. And in, in my mind, my brain said, nobody's watching this. This is pointless. This isn't helping you. Don't do it anymore. And I just stopped showing up. And then it was months later, I had people saying, oh my gosh, I watched your content and coffee show back in the day. I loved it. I'm ready to work with you now. And I'm like, imagine how many people would have been saying that consistently if I showed up without any, any feedback, positive feedback whatsoever. If I just kept showing up day after day, week after week, month after month with zero feedback, I probably would have a multi-million, not even multi-million. I'd probably have a like a hundred million dollar business if for the last 10 years, I was consistent in everything that I went. Yes. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that mm -hmm. the truth? I feel like I know like Facebook groups still do really well for me, but you have to, you have to really decide where you're going to build your community. I still love Facebook personal page. 
for getting for networking and getting clients that you would have never thought. I mean, I even went to sell something on Facebook Marketplace and this woman said, oh, are you a nutritionist? Because I'm looking for one for my husband and I, because she was just looking through like past, like past health coach kind of stuff. And I thought you never know where you're going to get your clients from. And right there, I ended up introducing her to another one of my clients, which I have locally for her. So you just never know how it's going to work. Um, yeah. Talk to me about some trends for 2024 and what you say. General trends that I see um, many like um, DM conversations is a big one, especially automated ones. So people are using mini chat a lot to say like comment guide below and I'll, I'll DM you a free guide. And people are using that to grow their email list as well as their like chat um, list. So that's one. Um, people are using AI so often that it's going to become increasingly important to show your face and your voice because yeah. it's becoming so easy for people to create faceless information content. And so it's going to take more than just information to have people say yes to something because information is, you know, you can just ask chat GPT to build you a diet plan or a nutrition plan at this point doesn't mean it's going to be the one that's right for you, but you know, people can use it for a lot of things. So your philosophy, your energy, your personality, those things are going to become increasingly important. If you're building community, those things are going to become huge. So the more that you can show up, have people see you on video, hear you on audio or meet with you in person, that's going to be really important. I think those are some of the, the big things from a trend perspective. Um, and then the third piece is really short form. It's like two things are, are going to work really short form content. I'm talking like seven seconds or less, like yeah. snappy, getting people attracted in, and as well as long form content, people are actually willing to spend an hour plus, especially listening to people in audio because they can be on a walk and listen to you or be at the gym and listen to you. And it doesn't require them to have to watch you on video. I love that. Those are the things. Um, those are the things I know I I'm not doing many chat yet, but it's something that I've considered, but it's like, I know for me, I go on a walk or I go on a run and I'm listening to a podcast and it's like, I love video because I love getting to know people. And I feel like still, no matter what any coach should be exercising those muscles to get on video. Can you tell everyone where to find you? Yes. So I am on Instagram. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm at Nikki Nash official on Instagram. I post a lot of great content there. Um, I also have, for those of you that are looking to get your business to six figures, um, I have a free guide that comes with an audio series, so like a mini audio series on how to build a six figure coaching business. Um, because I did that because I'm highly auditory. <laughs> I like to read as well, but I'm highly auditory. And so I'm like, oh, for my high auditory folks, you can read and or listen to uh, this guide. And I tend to give more in the audio just because I like to talk. So um, that is on my website. If you go to NikkiNash.co forward slash blueprint, it's the six figure coach blueprint. And so you can just get a free guide and a free audio series on that just because um, so many women business owners are at that six figure under mark, like they're under six figures. Yeah. I would love to help more. So I walked through the steps and what it takes in a, in a free blueprint. I love that. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on guys. Make sure you follow this amazing woman. You can hear 
She's got just a plethora of amazing information about marketing. Keep it simple. Listen to some of the tips that, that she covered today and especially go and download that blueprint. All right, I'll see you guys later. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.